everybody, and welcome to a special emergency edition of the All Hoops Podcast. I'm Stephen Inman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Brito. It's not even technically summer yet, and we have our first NBA summer blockbuster. Anthony Davis is finally headed to the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll break down that trade as well as the ramifications of it around the league. But first off, Chris, my friend, how are you? Hey, man. So the first domino of the NBA offseason has fallen. Uh, The whole Anthony Davis trade was something we were expecting these days, um, but I guess we didn't expect it to fall down during the weekend. Um, We even recorded a whole podcast yesterday, and we were just like so stunned by the news that, that, you know, that the Pelicans were able to get such a big haul, and then the and the Lakers didn't even have to give up Kuzma to get Anthony Davis. Um, so really quickly, what are your initial thoughts about this trade, Steve? Uh, yeah, I love it from both sides. I think the idea that the Pelicans, who basically had one offer on the table, got all of this is very exciting. Now they can rebuild with Zion Williamson as the front main piece with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the fourth overall pick, and then two other future first-round picks, along with basically pick-swapping with the Lakers for the next half-decade. So I love it from their point of view, but I also love from the Lakers. They get the guy they want, and they didn't have to give up Kyle Kuzma, who to me is the best player of their young players they had. You know, I think Brandon Ingram coming off the uh, the serious injury Josh Hart's a nice player, but he's not like a franchise cornerstone to me. And Lonzo can't shoot. So Kyle Kuzma was the guy. If you can keep one of them, I would have kept him. They were able to keep him. So I love this deal from both sides. I mean, it's hard not to love it for the Lakers, right? Uh, You know, they still need to fill out the rest of the roster, but assuming they do with some adequate pieces, you know, who knows, they may get Kyrie or Kemba. And I think you could probably put them up there with title as a title contender. But we'll see how the rest of that roster plays out. And then if you look at it the way like you were speaking about Kuzma, you know, they essentially get to keep their bet one of the, the best shooting player on that team. Um, and it'll space the floor for Kem for for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And it's hard not to like what the Pelicans did either. They've essentially equipped their whole team with with very nice young players in Ingram and Hart, and, and Lonzo Ball. I mean, look at that backcourt. I mean, Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday, two of the best, you know, perimeter defenders in the league. Um, and they're going to have, you know, all these draft picks, as you said. And they're going to basically have a lot of cap space. So you know David Griffin is not done. Um, they also get the fourth round. They also get the fourth overall pick coming up this Thursday. So, you know, basically their options are are – not boundless, but they have a lot of options here, and they have cap space. What's not to like about this deal for them? Yeah, it gives it gives them flexibility to do whatever they want in the future. They have they have all their picks, you know, which they've never had. They've never had all their picks. They have you know all of other teams' picks going forward. So you know what? They can go out and do other things. Like for example, you know if. If Zion looks like a legit top 10 player by the trade deadline, they can go out and say, here's three first rounders and a player for, or two first rounders and a player for, let's say, Brad Beal. You know, so there's plenty of options they have now going forward. This is not a, 
you know, a situation where the team loses their franchise player and they're in for a long rebuild. I think they can be very good very quickly. And, you know, I know you were just tossing that name out, Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal would probably make perfect sense on that team um, considering how great he is. Um, and, and to be frank, even though the West is loaded, and as you said, the Zion could be a top 10 NBA player or as good as a prospect that he is, I mean, this could even be a different conversation in a few months where um, the they've basically, like, jumped, like, hit the rebuilding process on overdrive. And, and we're talking about a playoff team. They could be a playoff team. Um, they seem to have plugged a lot of the holes that they had last, year, last season. Um, it's just looking really good for them right now. And I think the team that must feel the worst, it's not the Knicks believe it or not, it's actually the Celtics. The Celtics were, I think, in the driver's seat for much of the much of this year and last year. And now they they only have not only, because Tatum's a great player, a great young player, but now it looks like you know, they missed out on the chance of getting Anthony Davis. And what do they get for like holding up all those draft picks for? Nothing. They have nothing to show for it. Well, it's not like it's over. It's not like this was their only window. They, there's other moves they can make. They could also go out and make a Bradley Beal trade. I think what makes perfect sense for them is to go to Memphis and see, can we get Mike Conley off your hands? He's on a he's on a big contract. I think they'd be more apt to move him, especially oh. with a potential John yeah. Morant coming in. I think that makes sense as a Kyrie replacement. Yeah. You have, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. No, no, for sure. I, I'm I'm not saying the Celtics aren't done yet for any reason, but. It just seems silly to have accumulated so many pieces and not go after the big fish. Oh, okay. Let's but, just say they went after like, the big fish. Like, you know, um, you know, as in, in comparison to someone like you know Mike Connolly, right? Which Mike Connolly is a great, decent player. Don't get me wrong, but this is not a player who's going to take you to the next level either. You know. Um, yeah, I and, mean, if they're going to get good, it's going to have to be internal, Chris. It's going to have to be Gordon Hayward showing that he was worth that money. You know, now two years off the serious injury, Jason Tatum's going to have to go back to how he was his rookie year and look like he's developing. Jalen Brown's going to have to give you a little bit more. And, uh, you know, Al Horford's going to have to pick up that player option and and stay in Boston. So those moves are all going to be internal. They're going to bring in some help. This is not the same team coming back next year, but I would think they're going to take a big step in the right direction. I really trust their their management, and I think that – they have a lot of different options they can go down that would help them be a better team. There's no doubt they have one of the best front offices, but I it's this was a blunder for them in every sense of the word because they had the chance. I don't agree with that. I really don't. Like uh, let's just let's just say they trade Tatum and Brown and a future first for Davis, which is probably a, the equivalent of what the Lakers gave up, right? But, so let's okay. say they do that. Davis is in Boston now with Gordon, with an injured Gordon Hayward. Uh, you can max out Terry Rozier to bring him back, and uh, that's your team. Like that's your team. Is that a team that's going to be top four in the East? Okay, but I'm 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 working off the premise that the Celtics had the chance to get him initially. They should have blown away the they should have blown away the Pelicans back before the trade deadline. Trade 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 deadline. Well, they couldn't. They, they were not. They were not. They were not able to make a trade because they cannot have two rookie scale extensions on their on their deals. They were not able to have Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis at the time 
on the same team. They are allowed mm-hmm. to now, but they were not able to at the time. So they could not make a trade until right. July 1st. Right. That was always the thing. Always that we right. probably would have had them already. But then as the season went on, they got more hesitant when Davis kept saying, don't trade for me, I'll leave. Don't trade for me, I'll leave. And then they said, okay, we like Davis. Here are a bunch of other things we can do, but we're not giving you Tatum and other stuff. We're not giving you Tatum, period. Because why would they give – they thought, why would we give him up if Davis is a rental and will not take us over the top? Well, this is off the premise that, like, Kyrie has always wanted to play with Anthony Davis. There's no doubt about that. They wanted to either have the chance to play in New York and who knows, maybe they'll, he'll have the opportunity to play with him in, in L.A. If you make a deal for, for, for Anthony Davis and Kyrie is involved, I think this is a whole different conversation. It's, it, it, then it won't be about, you know, you know, it won't be about what the Celtics, you know, holding on to the, to the picks and whatnot. It'll be, you know, a Masai Yuruji kind of thing, a Masai kind of deal where, like, they were bold enough to make this deal and then convince Kyrie to stay. Obviously, this is a, a moot point, but I, I'm just saying this. Right, the well, Celtic, here's the next question. Is, the Celtic, is Kyrie and Davis... Is Kyrie and Davis good enough to be the best team in the East? Oh, for sure, easily. I don't think there's any. Doubt. I think I think that yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, Kyrie is a top five, top six point guard in the NBA. You have Anthony Davis. I don't think there's anybody who can match up with Anthony Davis really, except maybe Giannis. Yeah, I just think it was just such a big risk. Those it, are two injury prone okay. guys. If one of them goes down. Davis then walks after the season to the Lakers or Knicks, and then you have a disgruntled Kyrie, no more young players, and what do you what do you do from there? You know, so it's, it's it was just such a big risk, and I get it was it, a big know, it, it was a big risk, you know. But this is the NBA, you know. You, I guess you're you're not going to be like collecting picks for for the for the rest of you know for the rest of time here. You have to true. do something with that. You do have like, to do something with them, like like. What the the Celtics have been stockpiling assets for 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 several seasons now, and they have what to show for it, you know. I mean, not not to say that an Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals appearance, like a few Eastern Conference Finals appearance, isn't good enough, but they definitely yeah. had the the assets to pull them over the top. Is is basically what I'm trying to get to. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's fair. That that being said, so that being said, now that we're on the subject of Kyrie, do you think Kyrie, what happens with him now? I still keep hearing these reports that he's going to the Brooklyn. I would assume he's going there until I see something that he's changing his mind. I think there's a chance he changes his mind, but as of right now, with two weeks to go, it seems like he's going to be a Brooklyn net. And let's move on real quick, bringing that up to the Knicks. You know the um. I don't really know what the Knicks should do this summer. Uh, they never made a formal offer, according to Shams, for Davis, which I think was the right move. It didn't really make a lot of sense to give up everything for Davis and then have him here with an injured KD or another, you know, guard with nothing else here. And you know, what is that? What what is that team? So I really think if you know Kyrie goes to Brooklyn and they let D'Lo walk. I would think the Knicks should be all over him as a 23-year-old all-star guard who can kind of grow up and develop with the young players the Knicks have. D'Lo and Barrett could be fun, Chris. And again, 
plenty of cap space. And if it doesn't really work out and D'Lo's just putting up numbers and they're not winning games, you could always flip him in a deal for a bigger star two years from now. So I think that to me, at this point, I kind of want Kyrie to go to Brooklyn so the Nets might free up D'Lo. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, I think, honestly, you've been selling me on the idea of, of D'Lo. I was not so big on it because I didn't want to risk a max contract on him. But I think I think this is similar to what we'd have done with, with KP anyway. You know, have a, a you know have a you know foster a, a young growing player here in in New York, um, and and frankly, with the whole Kyrie situation, you know, he's also kind of injury prone too, yes. and he seems to bring a lot of baggage with him as well. Um, Dilo seems to be free of that now. Um, since he's matured a bit, you, I and, grew, he grew on me when you know they bench him in a couple of fourth quarters for for missing a lot of shots, and you got Dinwiddie down the court making and ones, and Delo's going crazy on the bench supporting his team. And you yep. know what? You could tell me as an actor, whatever, he's a free agent, blah blah blah. But you know what? Kyrie's a free agent too, and it's not like he was a great leader and supporter. Even he wasn't even a fake leader and supporter. He made it very clear he was miserable from the get go to start, basically from day two on. So I'd really like the guy who can help the chemistry along with make a couple of big shots. He's a good shooter. He's an improving shooter. And again, he's a guy who's only 23. So if you decide this is not for us, you could move him. And the other thing too with the Knicks, you can't cry over something you never had either, right? We never had any of these max players. It sucks that we don't. I mean, we had but, one potential max player uh, and we traded him away. His name was Kristaps Porzingis. Right, but look at all the baggage he came with. I mean, sure, he didn't want to be here. He didn't. He didn't want to be here. Like, like, let's stop. We should stop treating KP like he was, you know, KD. Um, I mean, he's, he's more valuable than KD now. It, it, he's got a it, 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 it does. It does. It it does seem. It does seem. I I do look at the trade slightly differently now because we may not get the other two players. But you know what? At least Knicks made the moves that they needed to make at the time they needed to make them. So, I'll, you know, we don't. At least we don't have. At least we're not in a situation now where if we would have held on to KP, we don't have a situation where we're like, okay, he may not even be here. So, <laughs> and we would we would have had the situation with KP, and we'd still have Tim Hardaway, and then what? Then we're then we have we don't we'd even have, have, have salary you know, space. Salary we'll space. Get one max guy, and then we can go over the cap to max out KP. Instead, we're probably getting zero max guys, or you know, right, maybe but, we end up with an injured Durant. But at the same time, like, to, I'll make it. I'll make it very clear with this really quick. Right. The KP we a but, win but, for the Knicks if they brought in two max yeah, free agents who can help them win. If they do not do that, then it was a waste because basically they made this trade because they were getting rid of Hardaway and Lee's contracts. If they do not use up that cap space, then there was really no point in getting rid of those contracts. Yeah. But but at the same time, did you want to hold on to Tim Hardaway Jr.? Did you want to hold on to Courtney Lee? Chris, if they do not strike rich with a top free agent, you know what the plans should be? To go find next Tim Hardaway and make some other team give us picks to take him. So we're going to end up with a, a bad contract like that anyway. That's going to be the plan. 
And that should be the plan. That should be the, but that to me means what they did this January was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now look, the thing is may not come back the same or he, you know, there's allegations against him that might cause some problems. Look, there's a million ways this can go down, but at this very moment, if they do not strike it rich with two top free agents, it was a bad trade. I, I don't know about that. He was a disgruntled player. He did not want to be here anymore, man. I, I don't think we know the whole thing. It sounds like the Knicks kind of ran him out of town. And look, I mean, he probably didn't want to be here, but are you really going to turn down $150 million? Like, was he really going to do that? You know, he's he's played two years. I don't know. Two years. He, he, may, he may get it, you know, he may have gotten another big deal somewhere else. Not to say that, he, you know, he's not going to get the 150 from us, but... <laughs> there's almost no point in building around a player that's disgruntled either. He didn't want to be here. I mean, that I feel like you're understating that point. I know he's just a player, but he just so happens to be, he used to be the, our franchise right. player. I don't, I don't see why anyway, they couldn't have been the, amended. The point, that's, that's not really the, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the point, I guess the other point here is like, I think I do look at that trade differently. Don't get me wrong. I, I see what you're saying too. Um, KD, I think KD is like the sa- the the saving hope right what? now. Right. If we don't get him, then I he's got a torn he's got a was, Achilles. Was it's the worst injury in basketball. So what about what about this injury? What about this scenario? So let's say we get D'Lo, and let's say we sign KD. Is that something that would satisfy? Yeah, I'd you? be satisfied, Chris. But it's just you're basically just putting the hope we have right now and pushing it back a year. You know. You're pushing it back a year because we don't know how he's going to look. You know, he'll be 32 with a torn Achilles who's already won his rings. I don't think yeah. – I honestly don't believe he'd be super motivated to help us win a championship here. That's my belief. Just like I didn't believe LeBron would be super motivated to win a championship in L.A., he's done his work. He's done everything he needs to do to build a Hall of Fame all-time resume, okay? So for him – it was about coming to New York, expanding his business, and if he can help the Knicks win some games and add to his legacy, great. But for him to come here now, to me, would mean more he's trying to build his business. It's New York, and he's, you know, we don't know if he's going to come back to the same player, Chris. That's the issue. If you told me he's going to be 99% of what KD was, you know, a year from now, it would be a slam dunk. We'd be throwing a parade in the street, mm-hmm. okay? But we don't know that. And look at look what DeMarcus Cousins was. You know, Wes Matthews yeah. was an elite defender at a younger age and then tore his Achilles, and he came back a corpse. A corpse who could shoot. It's not going to take away his shooting ability, so he'll still be, have value if he could stay yeah. on court. But he's not going to be the same player, most likely, as he's in his 30s. Well, yes. you, you mentioned a player. You mentioned Boogie Cousins. He... Okay, he came off that injury. He he didn't look fantastic, but I think what this shows is two things. I think this shows that. But is that worth a max? Contract? He could still be an effective player in the NBA. Is that worth a max contract? I think it's also different too because KD is not. KD is also not someone who needs to drive to the basket either. He's you know he's he was becoming more of a shooter anyway. But he did handle the ball a lot. Um, I will say that much. Who's who's who's? I'm just worried about him hurting the other leg. For sure, for sure. And I think that's a, you know, that's a 
you know, a, you know, uh, a, con- a concern that makes a lot of sense. Um, so if everything, if we don't sign anybody, just KD, is that good enough? I don't think KD will come here without anybody else, though, to be honest. I, I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's two guys, and I think it's going to be really hard to get somebody else to say, y'all come here, be the guy for a year, and wait it out for Kevin. I think it's going to be really tough. I think they're going to wind up striking out this summer. I really do. And we're going to wind up talking about taking on, you know, maybe Danilo Gallinari's <laughs> contract for a year to take on a, to get a, a pick. um to get a pick back or or something like that. We're talking about taking on a contract that somebody else is trying to get rid of in exchange for draft picks. I think that's where we're going to be, and that's what we were trying to do the opposite of a few months ago. That's why I think the Porzingis trade was questionable because they made it seem like they were guaranteeing themselves that they would be the team that got these star free agents. And you know what? The Clippers then made two spots. The Nets made two spots. The Lakers had two spots. So it's just, look, it just didn't work the way they thought. And again, things are going to be crazy. I think you and I will both be very wrong, along with all the NBA insiders, about a lot Mm -hmm. of things this summer. But that's just the way it looks this second. That's all. I agree. Um, So let's head over to our final thoughts. Um, One of the more interesting reports that came out over the week well you know this weekend um that the mavericks are also interested in in kemba walker in addition to the lakers and the charlotte hornets it looks like kemba has a meeting with all these teams um the mavericks are an interesting spot because luca obviously is the primary ball handler here um i'm Curious to see what they think they want to get with Kemba here. Um, I think they're just looking for another star, and it seems like he's the one star they think they could pry away. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking with I'm, Milton, I'm, I think they'd be happy with Tobias as well. I'm as just Kemba. thinking about how he fits in that team. I mean, I think they'll do great. I mean, if consider if KP is actually fully healthy. Um. I just thought that was interesting because um, I think Kemba there, first of all, it would be weird to see him in a different uniform. Um, but Kemba there, I think, puts Dallas maybe as a top five, top six team in the, in the Western Conference probably. I would agree. If, if KP comes back healthy. Right. Um, but you could also make the argument that they, they're probably a playoff-bound team. Um, without a fully healthy KB anyway, because this team was basically knocking on the door last year. They were, what, the 10th seed? I think they ended up with the 10th or 11th spot in the West. Um, but they were right there with the Clippers for a lot of it. So, so yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. What about you? What are you thinking? Uh, I kind of like the whole Lavar weighing in on the trade. It's really what you expected him to say. He was mad that they traded him. Biggest mistake in franchise history. Shaq then weighs in saying, you know, as a joke, second worst trade because you know they traded him. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope the Ball brothers all succeed. I know the other ones coming into the draft next year. Hopefully, he'll get drafted and things will work out. But Chris Lonzo can't shoot. So until he really can learn to shoot as a guard in this in twenty nineteen basketball, he's not really going to be much of any help. Well, so I'll say, hopefully he goes to New Orleans, stays away from the spotlight, and can just learn how to shoot. Well, I'll just say this about Lonzo Ball: I think people are discrediting everything else that he brings to the team. Like 
this to be a good NBA player, you don't need just to shoot. I think you also need to be a good passer, you need a good defend, good defender. Lonzo, you can do all those. Things. Lonzo is all those things minus being a great shooter. Um, so I think it's it's a little. It's just it's, like for the expectations of the number two pick, he's not sure. that kind of player until he yeah. learns how to shoot. I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, I just think hopefully with the new scenery, it's worked out for D'Lo. Um, hopefully it works out for Lonzo Ball, uh, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if this speaks to the culture with the Lakers, but it's the second time they've given up on a star point guard um, or star yeah, guard. You're right. Yeah. Star. They don't really like the young players too much. It's a, it's a, we talk about New York being tough. LA might be right, right there too, or tougher. I totally agree. That's going to do it for us here. All Hoops Podcast. Thank you so much for listening onto our Anthony Davis trade show. We will weigh in next week with the NBA draft. What are the Knicks going to do? I'm sure there's going to be some big surprises in there. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys.